They don't understand you like we do. We know that if you pulled out a gun, you'd kill yourself. <laughs> right. Well, eventually. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast. One, two, four. Hmm. So close. But, uh, it's all doubles. It's doubling. One, two, four. Thought I forgot, the didn't you? number. Thought I forgot about that, didn't you, bastards? About the number of the episode we're on? Well... Uh, if you'll recall, uh, during the last episode, I called it episode one, two, three, and I was mocked, and I was uh, teased, and I was told, oh, what, are we going to refer to all numbers like that now? We're not going to say 123, we're going to say one, two, three, and I said, fine, fuck you, I'm going to I'm gonna say one, two, four, one, two, five, that's what we're going to do. I don't know, it sounds ridiculous. Well, that's what it is. It's one, two, four. You listen to yourself. It's one, two, four. It's the atomic number of the yet-to-be-discovered element unbequadium. Yep. There it is. There it is. It's a sausage fest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, all yeah. Just the boys. All the time. Just yeah. the boys. Everyone's naked. I hear Amanda may step in and say hi at some point, but for now, we're dealing with my cousin, my blood, Daniel. Nathan, thank you for having me. Um, I don't believe Amanda will be showing tonight because she... Uh, threw the baby into my arms, grabbed her purse, and went to go play bingo. <laughs> okay. You have a baby in your arms right now? Uh, yes. she'll be. <laughs> Daphne will be joining us tonight. Oh, excellent. No, no, no. I, I, I put her down. Oh. Or I, I put her to sleep, I mean. <laughs> I, mean I, put her, I put her to bed. <laughs> All right, intern. Uh, <clears throat> what, what say you? How's your Wednesday? Uh, my Wednesday... I uh, was unable to acquire the um, sugar-free pop that I drink, and I now have a raging migraine from caffeine withdrawal because that is where I get all my caffeine. Is it a caffeine withdrawal or is it a stevia withdrawal? No, it's caffeine. Okay. It's definitely caffeine. Well, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) when I stopped drinking Diet Coke, I don't get migraines. So I think it might have something to do with stevia. Is there something wrong with stevia, Daniel? Go. I don't know. I think they can, they can both, right? Like a sugar withdrawal or a caffeine withdrawal, they can both give you headaches. And then I've got a twofer because the stevia drink, the reason I drink it is because there's caffeine and it wakes me up. You're probably getting gangbanged by withdrawal right now. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Like, like human centipeded. Right? Human centipeded by withdrawals. Right? <laughs> yeah just uh every hole there's a problem great one two four is an untouchable number since there's no integer whose proper divisors add up to 124 does anyone else have anything to add about this number right now does anyone feel uh, any energy four not is greater than one two three. Oh my fuck it is however untouchable no one, one's been able to do it one two four so we're just gonna we're gonna caress 124 tonight one two four has an energy, gentlemen. It feels attracted 
to exploring ideas not yet recognized by others, and after satisfying itself that the attraction is genuine, is likely to yield information that may come in handy in the future. Pretty sure I just heard you say that the number 124 masturbates. <laughs> and I knew it. It's untouchable because it's always touching itself. <laughs> Ah, it's funny what we do, you know, flip things around, poke each other. Gentlemen, I enjoy you. That being said, I feel that it's time to open up the floor and talk about anything that you may have watched recently that you would like to share with the cool billion. Oh, boy. I have very little to share. Okay, why don't you start us off? I've been watching Narcos. Every morning I've been getting up early, going on the treadmill, and watching an episode of Narcos. And I've managed to do this consistently. And I'm now on episode four or five of season three. And it's been an enjoyable an enjoyable show. I really have enjoyed my time watching Narcos, and I recommend it. So you're watching like a hardcore drug trafficking drama in the wee hours of the morning. That's correct. Just like right before you interact with everyone else, <laughs> you just got Escobar on the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. And certain things from the show line up with other movies and other things, like uh, the character that Tom Cruise plays in American Maid, Barry Seal, who ran drugs for the CIA and ran, or sorry, ran guns for the CIA and drugs for the cartel. Yeah, no, Narcos uh, doesn't paint him quite as quite as cinematically. He had an untimely and very unimportant life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like total side character, pointless guy in uh, in Narcos, but you know, main character in American Made. Well, that movie was uh, not the best, anyway. It's a pretty pretty big fallback for uh, Cruz, I think. Well. Tom Cruise is, yeah, he's not uh, he's not a big biopic guy. How many biopics has Tom Cruise done? I don't know. It's not his thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd like to think Magnolia and Tropic Thunder. They're not biopics. He's playing himself, though. Those are, those are character pieces. Intern? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's basically it. It, it. Watching shows with subtitles is really good for the treadmill because you can't be distracted by your phone or any bullshit and miss something you're constantly staring at the screen so works good interesting works good not that you know intern has an issue watching movies with side subtitles i'd say 90 percent of his criterion library has a bunch of nonsense in it <clears throat> uh, i'd say it's more like 40 percent of incomprehensible nonsense <laughs> what were i don't even understand what words they're saying you know, I was playing around with the idea of putting a movie in the lineup, specifically the most pretentious, subtitled nonsense I could find, and calling it like the intern slot. <laughs> Seeing nice. how excited he would get, and then have us all just shit on it. So we're gonna moving forward uh, with episode one, two, five. Uh, we'll be having a sixth and no. final intern no, space. I couldn't do it. You know what movie I screened just for the possibility? Foreign. I thought about doing the Czechoslovakian movie, The Painted Bird. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah. It made me made me upset. 
physically. <laughs> couldn't, damn it. couldn't do it. Czechoslovakian film, The Painted Bird. Threw <laughs> <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go check it out online. It's a real hoot. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look oh, this up. <laughs> Somebody else talk about what they've watched. Oh, is that it? It was just Narcos? Just Narcos. <clears throat> um, man, I, we watched a bunch of stuff, but we've been on like a real losing streak with movies. All these horror movies that keep coming out, they all suck. Uh, mainstream horror, especially mainstream PG-13 horror, is just <laughs> the same insufferable garbage that it's been for 30 years. <sighs> um, so much so that we ended up watching Bone Tomahawk. Oh, nice. Amanda had never seen it. So that was awesome. And I had not seen it for a while. So I, f- I forgot how good the dialogue is in that movie. Like they all use this like precocious old West vernacular and colloquialisms, but none of it really sounds like it was real, but it totally works for the movie. And like, I, sh- I found myself just laughing for a solid 90 minutes, just listening to them talk to each other. Uh, on rewatching it, so like I remember being amusing before, but this time I was just like, I don't know, really taken by it. And then just watching Amanda love the movie and you know feel tense and be really involved and engaged in it. And then when it gets to that climax at the end, like her shielding her face and like getting actually angry with me that she can't, that she doesn't want to see this and that she hopes that she can't handle it for me to turn it off. And she almost didn't make it through the end. That was uh, it was all worth it because of that. <laughs> I love getting that visceral reaction out of people because it just comes so out of the blue. You know, that's part of the greatness of that movie. And then also there was a part at the very, very end that I totally forgot about that is super, super fucked up. Like I thought that the woman only referenced you know, the lady that gets captured and she's in prison at the end of the movie. She references that there's like a couple of women that these brutes neanderthals keep as like baby factories and you're like okay that's got to be fucked up i'm sure they're tied to a wall or something or something else that's grotesque but the very end of the movie when they're escaping it shows the two women and like they have all their limbs cut off and spikes driven into their eyes and they're just pregnant just laying there breathing and i was like god that like was so dark that i had a i had a lot of trouble stomaching like the next couple of hours after watching that movie because of that part so i'm like laughing at amanda for getting affected and then i'm the one that walks away like <laughs> i so fucked up i don't remember that either i think uh, i need to rewatch bone tomahawk yeah it's been a while i got excited about the director and i just he hasn't he hasn't gotten near that since i don't think that no, drag that dragged was, across uh, concrete was weak. It was, except it was for that boring. that last half hour. Oh, I <laughs> don't think half hour is fun. I like that. I don't know if I made it that far. Wait, no, dragging across concrete. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm thinking about the. Uh, I'm thinking about cell block. Brawl, brawl, and cell block ninety nine. Yeah, I still have to watch that because of your recommendation about that last half hour. But dragged across concrete was boring. Mm. Sophomore attempt. I don't know. I think there's a problem with. The current system. I've talked about it before um, with the uh, the guy that made Hold the Dark. He was also the guy that made Green Room and uh, Blue Ruin. Yeah. Jeremy something. Um, how, you know, when you have these very good directors that are being 
guided by producers who I once thought to be evil money men that didn't contribute anything. But now I see that some directors need that guidance. They need to be reined in. They need to be pulled back. When Netflix hands them these blank checks and no oversight, they just puke their ideas and thoughts without any shape or reason to them. And they just get, you know, it's like uh, Mute, that movie Mute, by, yeah. the guy, by the guy that did Moon. Just not, like, don't care. Like, so jacked up for it. And, dude, like, this is your epic thing that you were trying to make? Yes, that is, like, you've pinpointed the exact problem of Netflix's way of doing things. Because while it does grant that ultimate freedom that everybody thought they wanted, everyone forgets that great art comes from restriction and limitation. Which speaks to David Fincher and Mindhunter because they cut him a blank check and he's so fucking meticulous and ridiculous that he's, he produces great shit without the oversight. He is the oversight. So for a guy like Fincher, it works. But not yeah. many not many guys are like that, that are so meticulous that they understand both both sides. Yeah, most people need that sort of like to be corralled in a little bit and it helps them. It, makes, it lets them spark that creative urge to to find a way to do something within a smaller system yeah you need to fight in the trailer with the producer you need to throw a chair you need to be like fuck no blah and then later on be like yeah you know what you were right we should have cut that that's <laughs> 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 like the movies when they hit they're they're pretty good when they hit they're surprisingly good when they hit but when they don't they have this masturbatory feel to them hmm. what about you intern you uh you watch anything of note uh i i have so I really liked All the President's Men, which I watched a while ago, and I've watched a couple of times since. And, but I just recently watched Clute, which was Jane Fonda. very good. Yeah. And then the, I found out it was the same director that did both. And Donald so, Sutherland. Yeah. Anyway, Alan J. Kula. I'm on a kick of watching his movies. Um, only what's available so far, which is the last two. But uh, I'd like to work my way through his whole filmography here. Well, as I've gotten so far. as I've gotten older, um, I find that uh, some of the movies change perception after a while. Like when I watched All the President's Men for the first time, it was really into it, and I was like, "Wow, this is what happened." And I watched it a couple more times since then, and enjoyed it all those times. And now. In my older years, I'm like, is that really how it happened? <laughs> now I'm questioning everything about it. Is it... Uh, yeah, you need to stop. Just don't worry about that. Is it propaganda for the age that it was made in? Or... Because, you know, was... You go watch Oliver Stone's Nixon and you get a different picture of Nixon. So you're like, okay, well, what's the what's the truth about Nixon? Was he really an asshole or did they shit can him? Are the, all presidents corrupt and they just turn the table on him like i just don't know like these two reporters I've seen these uh the one reporter in the news a lot acting like a jackass i'm like this guy i really liked him when he was right. robert robert redford and now i now i don't <laughs> like him anymore yep you're like oh wait Ooh. yeah exactly yeah i don't know i think all the president's men fits in that category with uh spotlight i just like watching the News movies. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't put that in the same league as Spotlight. I do. You put All the President's Men and Spotlight in the same conversation with each other? I do, yeah. 
Andrew. They knew, and they let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Yep. How dare you? <clears throat> They're going to do a remake of All the President's Men with Ruffalo as uh, not the uh, Redford character, but the other one. Hmm. You know? That's a lie. I just lied to you. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Just like All the President's Men is lying to everyone. It's lying to you. It's lying. <laughs> Christ. There's lies. That'll turn up. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's time for some rando. Rando! Quality fecal substance. Rando. Friends forever will be together. Rando! Oh wow. Being stabbed to death by a piece of shit. A shit knife? <laughs> I do it all for you guys. How do you guys feel about a Wonder Years reboot that's all black? Rando. What was the Wonder Years? What was the... Daniel, talk to him. With Fred Savage? The Wonder Years. 1988. With Fred Savage. It's like a 1980s suburban white family comedy drama thing. You're going to yeah, do a reboot that? that's all black. That's fine. It's like, if you want to, fine, but why not just make a new family drama that's yeah. black? Yeah. No, because Hollywood can't do that. They don't create new content. Well, they have to replace everything that was really white with something that's black. It's a Gotta thing. Go. You know what was uh, really good that <laughs> that happened with? Mm. Was the Watchmen TV show. <laughs> Where they replaced uh, Dr. Manhattan with someone who's black. Yeah, it's, they did a whole new spin on that. I know, I it's, know. it's irrelevant. And that show didn't get renewed because it was garbage. Wait, wait, it was all black? Was all... No, it wasn't no. all black. Dr. Manhattan was black. But no. Dr. Manhattan is blue, so it doesn't matter what color he is. He's fucking Those are a couple of really testy colors right now. <laughs> I know colors. <laughs> colors a big deal. Read carefully. And all the uh, all the virtue signaling going on with, oh, I just can't voice Cleveland anymore because I'm white. <clears throat> yeah, we were we were actually talking about that because so many people backed off and like in situations where it didn't really even make sense. Like you know, there's a animated show on Netflix called Big Mouth that's hilarious, and one of the characters in it is like this this nerdy. Uh, mixed girl. Oh yeah, Allison Brie had to apologize, right? Well, it wasn't Allison Brie. It was like Jenny Slate, I think, voices this girl, and Jenny Slate is not black, but she's been doing it for like three seasons, and she's really good at it. And the character is hilarious and like really charming. Like it's one of the better, if not the best, character in the show. So it's like, where's the ha- harm that's being done? Also, Jordan Peele voices another character on the show. So did he just sit there for three years just looking at her like, this bitch? <laughs> oh, no, Alison Brie did have to apologize for voicing a Vietnamese-American on BoJack Horseman. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Like, why, why can't everybody just voice everybody? I, some voice actors yeah. done like every race and gender imaginable age everything because they're voice actors. Like mm-hmm. Hank Azaria ruined it for everyone by not doing a poo anymore. Fucking Hank, man. Come on. I'd also like to say that yep. um, Dr. Manhattan went black. So did the blue Aladdin genie. 
So like blue to black is like a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. And um, the guy in that uh, Spider-Man 2, Electro. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Blue to black. Yeah. Good call, intern. Good call. How about this? Marvel Comics has officially acquired the rights to both Alien and Predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. I heard that because I think the, the comic company that um, – or the publisher that makes the comics for those two franchises, like they had to stop because it got sold to Disney. And so they've been doing it for like 20 years, I think, or something. And they're just like said like a little farewell letter to everybody. Like, sorry, it's not our property anymore. We can't do that shit. Sorry. Disney oh, that's so bullshit. Yeah, but were the Alien versus Predator movies and the Alien movies and the Predator movies, have they really been that good? Or would you prefer to let Disney and Marvel take a shot at it? Oh, I'm no. I'm fine with them taking over those franchises. I have no problem with that because they have been mishandled for a long time. Yeah. But I miss the, the comic series, I think, are very are more popular or more quality, consistent quality. Well, just hire them all back. Keep the comics rolling. Oh, yeah, it's Disney. They should. I don't know what they why they didn't. They're like, we're gonna do our own comic. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, we'll see what they do. Hopefully something fun will come out of it. I'm sure they'll ruin it like everything else. Probably. They at least have a little polished formula that they're good at slinging around and slapping into everything. So at the very least, they can make something that's mediocre, which for either one of those franchises recently would be a step forward. Maybe they'll turn them into musicals. That'll be great. I'm, they trying, can have, uh... I'm trying to think of what my um, comparison would be to the intern and Disney, you know? Like, what do I... There isn't one. I, you know, is there something that I feel about the same as you do about Disney? Uh, maybe me. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. And you know what? It makes me think of things that I'm fed up about. Are, ah. you, are you guys ready to, to engage the new segment on TPP called Fed Up? Fed Up with segments. Things that you're, hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> things that you're fed up about things that you're sick of you're sick and tired of it you know not a big rant just a a simple i'm sick of this you know we get that we get to get it off our chest before we walk on into the trailer viewing room what do you guys think i'm ready okay all right this is pointless okay it's time for plan b Start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Not well, my ass. I don't give a damn if he's sick or well or dead or alive. Look, fuckstick, I'm incredibly busy, so why don't you get the hell out of here before I snap your dick off and jam it into your ass? No, not you, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass! All I know is that first, you've got to get mad! You've got to say, I'm a human being! God damn it! My life has value! Gentlemen, I am fed up. I'm fed up! I'm sick and tired. Sick and tired of Seth Rogen. I'm tired of him. I'm fed up. <laughs> but he's Canadian. I recently watched some of Longshot with Charlize Theron and Rogen. It's awful awful oh yeah it could have limped its way to the finish line if not for rogan who is really starting to irritate me i'm fed up people criticize actors 
for just being themselves and not really acting, which in the case of like a Denzel Washington or like a Kevin Costner, it means that they're a method actor, diving into the moment, responding as naturally as possible to the other actors in the scene. But for Seth Rogen, it truly, he truly embodies that complaint of a non-actor just being <laughs> themselves. Seth mm-hmm. Rogen is just Seth Rogen. He's never going to be an actor. You can have him, America, and Bieber, too. Ooh, got the boot. Let <clears> me <throat> tell you the next movie he's going to be in. He's in a movie called American Pickle, where he plays dual leading roles as 1920s immigrant Herschel Greenbaum, who is brined or brined alive for 100 years, so basically pickled, for a hundred years after falling into a factory vat of pickles and reemerges in 2020 to live with his Brooklynite app developer great grandson. What the fuck? Oh, sick of it. Sick and tired. Also starring Charlize. <laughs> no. Hey, 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 hey. She's on the list. The list? Yeah. No, my list, too, my hate list. No, the flat list. <clears throat> oh, yeah, the flat list. Famous yeah, but... ladies allowed to touch me. Right. She's on my, like, direct away from me to your flat list. Oh, you don't like Charlize. I do not like Charlize. I don't know what it is. Everything that she's in, they like, is she like a drama actor? And they're kind of like, no, oh, maybe, but not really. Is she an action star? Well, yeah, yeah, she's an action No, no, nah, not really. I just like everything she's in. I'm like, what are you good at? Jesus. That's, uh, I feel like I have the exact opposite response to everything you just said right now she's good at everything <laughs> she's I, good yeah. at all those things I don't yeah hey i'd like to see you be fed up with some guy you just get this bug up your ass about women all the time you're a fucking chauvinist that's what you are hey i was going along with your seth rogan thing i was on board for that <laughs> <laughs> until you call me a chauvinist now i'm a seth rogan fan <laughs> So, gentlemen, are you sick of anything? You want to get anything off your chest? You're fed up? Daniel, okay. I know you're fed up with something. Yeah, I, mean, I already like I already dipped my toe in that a little bit earlier, talking about just uh, how we're back in the mainstream horror garbage pile. You know, it seemed like we were kind of getting out of it. There was a lot of indies that were making it to the top that people were super into, some uh, elevated, quote-unquote, elevated horror. And the shit that's been coming out recently... It's just so just so bad, even for mainstream shit. It's just real, real bad, like unwatchable almost. And then I don't understand that. While we're in this, like, what a perfect opportunity while we're at While everybody is in this like weird quarantine, uh, terrified state, locked in their homes. And then nobody, no large producers are like taking the, you know, the step out to put out films straight to streaming they want to wait for theaters to reopen and sort of get back get bodies back into seats and so there's nothing coming out what a perfect opportunity for like low-level or mid-level horror to come out and just dominate and just make bank and they're not taking advantage of the opportunity and they're just leaking out this shit that honestly probably would never have made it to production if we weren't in quarantine and it's atrocious and i want to see it turn around there's a couple of films coming out this month that i have the opportunity to do that but I can't put as much faith in the shit lately because it's been dragging me down. Dragging you down. Sick and tired. Fat up. Can't let himself get excited. He can't even let himself get excited about his genre that should be blooming right now. I fucking agree with you. It's terrible. In turn, uh, what are you sick and tired? Are you fed up with something? I watched an interview with uh, Brie Larson, 
and she was talking about how all the studios are getting together to try and figure out how they're going to do things moving forward. And they were talking about scenes where one person touches another person. Um, they're going to have the opportunity to make that all digital now. And I barfed in my mouth. <laughs> That's sick. And I was thinking, wow, if all the studios are going to get on this, you know who's going to only be making movies now? Disney. Fuck Disney. I'm fucking fed up with this animated <laughs> ping pong bullshit. I want people to touch each other on film because that's what gets me off. I want to get off and I'm not getting off. I'm fed up. Wow. Whew. Heat coming off of heat coming off of British Columbia right there. Whew. Whew. All right. I'll close it out with, uh, with, uh, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm sick and tired. Peter Pan. I'm sick of it. They're making another live action. Peter Pan. Jude Law is going to be Captain Hook. I'm sick and tired of Peter Pan. Every fucking two years with this shit. No one cares anymore. Hook was good with Robin Williams. That's it. The rest of but it can Disney all has to fuck off. Make them and remake them and then do what you were saying also, which is make the sequels. And who Barf cares? in my mouth. Who cares Again, about Peter Pan anymore? Fuck off. Like, Hook, okay, and Finding Neverland with with Johnny Depp was about the actual author of Peter Pan. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, they that did was a nice. Good. It was it was good. Yeah, Finding Neverland, Hook. That's it. Everything else can go fuck itself. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of fed up. You're saying like Hook two, hooked. Daniel, we're emotional. They right can't. Now. We're emotional. We're right now. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you poke a bear like that? Well, you could complain to Disney because you know. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe it would star Seth Rogen. Okay. Star Seth Rogen. All right, both of you now. <laughs> both of you now with this bullshit. Well, I have to cancel the whole Peter Pan franchise because wasn't there an earlier uh, edition, of, live action edition of Peter Pan where Peter Pan was played by a woman? It's like neither of you have any respect for me at all. You just keep poking and poking. <laughs> I don't I don't have a trailer viewing room um, transportation uh, clip tonight, ladies and er, Sorry, gentlemen. Wow. <laughs> good thing you're the editor i was gonna say we're just gonna ooze out the asshole into these traders yeah i'll make the uh the no agenda joke i'll edit that out later yeah no i won't <clears throat> um so i figure we just do we go old school i mean it's, it's a gentleman round table we might as well just play the old battle cry get it on with arnie what do you think yeah all right let's do it Trailer number one tonight is called Greenland. Greenland. Here we go. Is this Clark, this uh, interstellar comet? Big news. I don't see Clark. Oh, maybe he's still sleeping. 
dead. <laughs> Some of Clark's larger fragments are now expected to enter our atmosphere. That's right. I know just what are they saying? More of the same. first chunks is about to hit. Hit? Only part of it. It's going in the ocean. Two. But you look at that. One. Wait, what is the explosion? We now are getting word that the fragment has hit Central Florida. Oh my God. Wait, are some more pieces gonna hit? Come on, let's go. But the sky's on fire. Two days. They got it all wrong. There's a ton of fragments. Planet killers. Space agencies are predicting an extinction level event. We're gonna get together, all right, kiddo? We're just trying to get to safety. They've been tracking the military flights to bunkers in Greenland. It's their only chance. It's okay. Clark's largest fragment will hit in less than 24 hours. I swear I'm gonna get my family into that bunker. I know you will, sir. If you are hearing this broadcast, seek shelter immediately. What is it? What's going on? If you are hearing this broadcast, seek shelter John, go! Hang on, Nathan! Nathan, worried or excited? Can I just open this up to you guys a little bit? Can we have like a little bit of a back and forth about Greenland? All right. Um, Let me me just go. Let me scoot in a little bit here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm struggling a little bit. How is? Can we just talk about Gerard Butler and how he has somehow managed to be like a, not a B movie leading man, but like an A minus leading man. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. He found his way into all these, uh, uh, earth disaster films. Well, like angel has fallen. I felt like that was a, like a, I feel like these movies are bombs, but maybe they're not like Geostorm. Oh, there's three of them. My dad owns all three of those. Geostorm is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Bullshit. Yeah. Like, the King of the Castle is going to come out. Uh, That Roland Emmerich thing that's coming out um, called Moonfall, where the moon's just going to fall on the earth. (laughs) Oh, man. Is he in that, too? I I feel like he should be. That's why I'm bringing it up. I feel like he should be in it. He is, because he would totally be, like, stuck in the b-movie straight to yeah. street film genre but for some reason he like gets locked into these big blockbusters but the blockbusters that he gets locked into are ones like geostorm where everybody sees the trailer and goes <laughs> oh no i'm looking it up right now it looks like patrick wilson is possibly the oh, nice the lead of moonfall which is better right. i'm down for that yeah yeah, it's better. Josh Gad, who I also don't like and might be on my next fed up, 
is also in Moonfall, so I'm disappointed about that. <clears throat> Josh Gad can go fuck himself. All right, what do we got here? Greenland. A family struggles for survival in the face of a cataclysmic natural disaster. Great summary. Uh, can we talk about the name of the comet? Do they mention it? Yeah, in the trailer they say Clark. Clark. Clark, the, yep. the, the radio guys. Superman just, is coming to kill us. Yeah, the radio guys are just like, hey, anybody heard about Clark lately? <laughs> <laughs> on the radio. Dad, I want to go see Clark. How come I can't see him? Right, reminds me of the assholes on my morning alarm. Mookie and Billy, Joe and Lori in the morning. C-H-F-M. Shut up. <laughs> okay. It was a nice uh, advertisement for your local radio station there. Neil. I'm going to change it soon. I hate their guts. So is it a Superman reference? You know, mild-mannered Clark Kent turns into something that nobody thought it was going to be. It was just going to be this tiny little comet fragment that came and drizzled into the earth Yay, and then all of a sudden it's planet killers everywhere. The media and it lies. Turns into burn. The media lies. And the, the media and the government lied to everyone to keep them calm. And Superman's lie was Clark Kent. Clark the Comet. Mm-hmm. And that's why this movie deserves an excited from you, Nathan. Are, are the meteors staged by some kind of villain or government agency? Daniel, go. Wait. Wait, are you trying to say, is this movie secretly like a superhero movie? And it's the trailer's passing it off as a disaster movie, but it actually results in like, you know, someone like Superman having to save the earth. <laughs> yeah, that Brightburn guy. I didn't yes. think I didn't think about that. Yes, it's Vin Diesel. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Superman. Is this quote unquote extinction level event? just media spin to distract from the upcoming election intern go um first off (laughs) if gerard butler was outside when that wave came through yeah his uh earbuds would have burst and his eyeballs would have exploded i don't know he's got a big truck got a big i'm having a hard time i'm having a hard time right from the beginning yeah he would have been like arnold schwarzenegger in uh, total recall when he gets stuck outside on mars yeah, that's exactly what it'd be like. Yeah. Um, so they're tracking yeah. military flights to bunkers in Greenland. So how long will this natural disaster last? Is this a surprise 90-minute starting life over again in Greenland movie? Like, is, there all, no is all that footage from the trailer, like the first 30 minutes? And they're oh. just like 90 no, minutes of Greenland. There's no way. Why is it called Greenland? Because that's where they got to get. If they don't all die on their way to Greenland, this movie is going to suck. Yeah, that's the that's their destination. And I guess that's what they're trying to say is that that's what is oh. sort of like decidedly the world's destination if everything gets goes to shit. But it also is kind of suspicious because there was that weird thing a couple of years ago where, where our government was t- talking about buying Greenland. Yeah. Oh, it's still happening. Yeah, and I was they, like, didn't they double down on that? I heard he's trying to get Greenland again. Yeah, is this is this movie propaganda to help facilitate positive reinforcement of the purchase of Greenland? Right. Is it to support the purchase, or is it to like let us know that shit is about to get really fucked up, and Greenland really is the place that we're all going to escape to? Well, gentlemen, I think this I is think... uh, going to be a short. Uh, this will be a twenty-minute long film. <laughs> 
just fucking the system. Gentlemen, I and, think I'm uh, gonna they're gonna they're gonna get to the border and then die. Right. It'll be great. Okay. Gerard <laughs> Butler's first short film. Oh good. Uh I'm gonna side I think I'm gonna end this. I'm gonna side with the general feedback from Reddit comments and YouTube comments, which is to say I should not want to watch this movie. I should recognize this movie immediately as trash, and I should not be excited. But I am. <laughs> I want to watch it. I didn't want to watch Geostorm that much, but I do want yeah, to watch bad. Greenland. Because I think I need, I think that's what we need right now, you know? We need a, a natural disaster, something something real, instead of some bullshit. <clears throat> Ah, man, you put me in a tough spot because I was going worried, but then I'm like, man, I probably will end up watching this when it comes out. <laughs> this is and a I, surefire streaming watch. Can I say that I'm that I'm truly worried? It's because I'm, I'm the opposite almost. I was more excited about Geostorm because it looked like just more of an obvious big budget failure. This one's like kind of in the middle, but I didn't see enough. <laughs> I don't know, but then there's John Wick producers in there. Yeah, but then I'm like, does that really even matter? Dan, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. You should just go worried. It's fine. No man, it's I'm fine. gonna I'm gonna side worried. I didn't see enough ridiculousness or enough Butler screaming. I like his neighbor. His neighbor's all like, "Yeah, man," looking at his phone like they lied to us, man. <laughs> they lied to us. <laughs> They're fucking planet killers, man. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I hope that guy does. <clears throat> I guess it's only it's only PG thirteen, so you can't expect any like tremendous deaths. I want Elijah Wood to cameo. To go again? Why is Scott Glenn in this? <laughs> He's the wise old codger that knew it was coming. He's grandpa. This is fucked. He was you he was what? he was runner up for the Glenn... guy. He was runner up for the guy in the woods in, in Colorado Space. Should be like Sean William Scott. Scott Glenn's a great actor. Yeah. This does not deserve him. I have not been this worried in a while, Nathan. <laughs> it's fine. It's not I'm made by. Worried. It's not made by Disney, though. So. Yeah, I haven't been this worried up. since we did the trailer for Mulan. Oh, fucking bastard! <laughs> I thought you were excited about Mulan. I am. I'm gonna watch it. I will bring <laughs> honor to us all. I still get choked up when I watch the trailer. Fucker just keeps changing its its a uh, its release date. <laughs> Yeah, they should just uh, release it, stream it. Well, let's and get make down twenty twenty billion dollars. Let's get down to business and uh, and defeat some Huns. Mm. Incredibly worried, siding worried. Nobody has the guts to say excited except me. Trailer two tonight stars Andy Samberg and uh, the How I Met Your Mother mother Palm Springs. Springs. Here we go. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Here you are. 
standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. But always remember, you are not alone. I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles. Hi. Hi. Good day so far? Today, tomorrow, it's all the same. You! What is going on? Hey, get out of the water! Guess you followed me. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. That I might have heard about? Yeah. The second you fall asleep, it all just goes back to the start. I drove all the way back home to Austin, and I still woke up here. One time, I smoked a bunch of crystal and made it all the way to Equatorial Guinea. It was a huge waste of time. Well, then what's the point of living? We kind of have no choice but to live. No, I'm gonna get out of this. Suit yourself. See you tomorrow. Now what do we do? You just have to embrace the fact that nothing matters. Do you sleep with people in here? Great question. I have, but it takes a lot of work. May I cut in? It's the first dance. And that's a deal breaker? That didn't work. <laughs> Let's waste some time. This is crazy! You want to uh, dance? No, the officiant? He's got a bag of sweets in his pocket. You were right. Got him. I can't keep waking up in here. Everything that we are doing is meaningless. I hope it's not all meaningless. At least you have each other. Nothing worse than going through this shit alone. There's a bomb in the cake. Don't worry. I used to be a bomb guy. Stand back! It's going to be a beautiful winter. Intern, worried or excited? Get ready, campers, because it's going to be a cold one outside today. <laughs> I am ready for for this to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Everything seemed uh, funny. It might be because of the big letdown with uh, trailer number one, but this one. I was laughing. I mean, him cutting in on the first dance, that's genius. <laughs> You're going to use that? <laughs> like, I, yeah, the next uh, wedding I go to, that's happening for sure. Okay. Um, the bomb and the cake, also fucking hilarious. I don't know. Everything seems just pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. It just seems super enjoyable, and I'm ready to have a good time, you know? Mm. My life is so sad that uh, a comedy is making me laugh. Well, it's you know what? I know. You know what my problem but, is with this? Is that none of it, was, that? None of it was filmed in Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah? Not real enough for you? Mm, All of it filmed in uh, Saskatoon. <laughs> Santa Clarita, California which is probably close to Palm Springs. But I heard people whining about it 
on the internet. They're like, yeah, I was so excited to watch a movie about Palm Springs and see my backyard on the film, and literally none of this movie was filmed in their movie. <laughs> that is not very one two four of them. It's true. Yeah, we get to we get to meet our mother again and again and again. Is this the first time that there's been two people in an infinite time loop? Uh, no, happy death day to you. Really? Oh, it's, uh, two people. Uh, leave it to horror to do it first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's and, a big uh, also, the edge of tomorrow. Uh, no, they were in the time loop at different times. She was never oh. in the time loop at the same time. Get your shit together. Right. Will it shit. will it be the first time loop movie where they don't get out of the time loop? Daniel. Um it it could be. And then speaking to the there was that show on Netflix that it's also a time loop and that involves two people and they're still stuck in it as far as I know. Oh, Russian doll. I never watched yeah. that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that there's been established this tradition by Groundhog Day that if you're doing a time loop movie, you better fucking bookend it with a song because it's the same thing in that Russian Doll show. Well, plus Russian Doll and Natasha Leone opened your wife's eyes to the Groundhog Day infinite time loop more so than ever before. Am I wrong? Yeah, that that, that pulled her in or like made her dip her feet a little bit. She's so resistant to it. Yeah. She hates it for some reason, which breaks my heart. Time loop resistance. No, it's TLR. But I can't speak on her behalf because we did watch this trailer because I came across it and I was scared that it was like trying to remake Groundhog Day or be too much like it. But it has like its very own vibe and feel and it's, it's being very open about its magical element and just how ridiculous it is. And so it lets you just enjoy the comedy for what it is as opposed to trying to make it fit in everything. And uh, I liked it and she thought that it was charming and fun looking. So she would also say that she was excited. So that'll be both of us. Well, Samberg does sell her probably more than most in this yeah. specific situation. Um, what's with the cave of wonders? Why does he have to enter the cave of wonders if he's already stuck in the time loop intern? Uh, I think he needed to go there because he, it makes you die right away. And that guy was shot him with an arrow and he probably didn't want to go through the pain of, huh. uh, waiting to bleed out or get shot with more arrows Fair enough. and just uh, going into the void is a, a quicker exit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a deep a, explanation, but it's a good, that's a good question. Maybe he does like to avoid pain because when she goes head on into the semi, he takes the position to die as quickly as possible. <laughs> I know. He puts his head down like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. So maybe that's a thing. Maybe like throughout the movie, he's, like, oh, we're going to die? Okay, let me get ready and die really quickly. Maybe that's a thing in the movie. That would be funny. I'm so jacked yeah. about this. I'm obviously excited. This is a no-brainer. If you're not excited about this movie, then you're, you no then brain. you're worse than me. Then you're pro probably a, a real killjoy at parties. You know what I'm saying? Then you should probably just go kill yourself. Yeah. You should just go and crawl into a cave of wonders trailer number three is our fulcrum our mandatory horror movie for episode one two four it's called the rental directed by dave franco starring his girlfriend
the rental. Here we go. Let me show you out back, and then I'll get out of your hair. The stars are insane out here. I should have brought the telescope. What do you need a telescope in the city for? Unless you're like a peeping Tom or something. Right, Daniel, are you worried or excited about the rental? I think, first of all, the home invasion genre uh, is usually a safe way to go for making at least a decent horror movie. You can definitely fuck it up just like anything else, but it gives you a strong playground because one, just like haunted house movies, everyone can relate. Everyone's been scared at a, as in, a, in a moment in a house or going on a vacation out in the woods. Uh, brings in a little bit of the, some modern fear of doing like B&B uh, sort of stuff <clears throat> and just having to like trust that people are trustworthy and not spying on you or don't have some weird fetish for you staying at their place. So there's a lot they can work with. Uh, Dan Stevens, I like. He's got a weird intensity to him that kind of makes up for his silly generic look i don't i don't know know how to explain my feelings toward dan stevens like i like him but i like him for like weird reasons that maybe he wouldn't like to think those reasons about himself but uh allison brie almost didn't recognize her um and i and i always love even though i recently watched it fail i love when comedians or people that are known for comedy acting do like really creepy or dark roles like the guy that's showing them the place that at the beginning of the trailer that guy's usually doing funny stuff so mm. i love him just, just having the opportunity to just sit there and be a big creep ball um I'm, I'm excited i think that there's a chance here that this could be fun especially when there's nothing else out so let's hope this is better than the other shit they're putting out it seems like it i'm excited all right well i don't recognize that guy from being funny i recognize that guy from halt and catch fire the amc tv show he was a good character in that i liked him in that 
I immediately recognized him and was like, oh, look, the bad guy. Oh. Uh, the creepy guy that's going to try to kill them all. And when the credits rolled, it was like Allison, or sorry, Dan Stevens, Allison Brie, Sheila Vand, Jeremy Allen White. When I saw Sheila Vand, I was like, dead. And then Jeremy <laughs> Allen White, I was like, also dead. Also dead. <laughs> those Those people are going to die. Yeah. Absolutely, they're going to die. Uh, well, I mean, one benefit of being Dave Franco is that, you know, you have a quasi-famous girlfriend, and apparently you know Dan Stevens or are probably friends with him. I haven't watched Apostle yet, but Dan Stevens, yeah, he does have a strange intensity to him. I'm trying to compare it to something, like somebody that shouldn't be there, but they are. Oh, Gerard Butler. <laughs> No, 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 he's, Dan Stevens is too young. He hasn't gone full of Gerard yet. Uh, also, what a, what a nice trope there, Franco, right? We'll leave first thing in the morning. No, mm -hmm. no. When you find a fucking cameras all over the place and it's super creepy, you get in the vehicle and you leave. Comedians have been doing stand up about this for a long time, you know? I think Eddie Murphy had that bit where he went to a ghost house. If he was in a ghost house and they said, get out, he'd be like, okay, well, we're leaving. Let's go. Right. <laughs> but uh, the families in those movies are always like, oh, well, what's that? Oh, let's stay the night. Yeah. Crying blood. He's just not feeling well, sweetie. <laughs> I like Dan Stevens. I like Alison Brie. I don't know. I don't like them saying from director Dave Franco. That pisses me off. <laughs> yeah there's no like he doesn't have any uh yeah directorial stock. debut you don't get to say from director i'm announcing myself as a director that's fucking like so that that alone well, he is, though. whatever that alone makes me like choke the uh choke the leash on this thing so it's got 30 minutes to impress me otherwise it's getting turned off we're excited i don't know yeah, it's tough to say. I like Dave, Dave Franco. I find him super charming and 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 sincere and funny. Don't know if he's a good director, but hope so. We're gonna find out. Intern, um, I really need to invest in uh, a rental property that I can rent oh, out to couples. <laughs> this has given me a lot of great ideas. Couples, uh, lonely women. Uh, uh, lesbian couples, um, married couples. I think that camera in that shower head, he must have done this to hundreds of couples before this group of people came. Because who looks into the water spout when they're having a shower? Yeah, it's a fun visual, but if you really think about how much is it actually getting to see? Especially if water's coming out of it shooting out right there yeah not very much just pre-shower post-shower unless people start their shower when they're in it which also seems ridiculous yeah it's probably just for like just yeah. at the end yeah for the yeah, end the, yeah at the end post-shower you get a good good look you no you guys don't shower like that you don't shower like over. face directly into the shower head eyes wide open no, <laughs> I I usually uh, squish my titties together in front of the shower head. Oh, I always do that. I like uh, <laughs> I rub so on my body, like crossing my arms over and down my thighs. Like, yeah, 
at the end when I'm uh, washing my asshole, I do spread my cheeks to get the water to get the soap out of there, you know? Yeah, and if you don't have a detachable shower head, well then, you know, that's one of the most awkward moments <laughs> in your man life. Yeah, that's like scary I, scary movie 10, right? They they pull it off, it's got a camera in there and he's shoving it up his ass. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, oh, oh." The guy watching the camera. <laughs> that's terrible. Saying all that, I'm pretty excited for this. I want to watch it. <laughs> well, we're knocking him down tonight, gentlemen. We are efficient. We're efficient. When the gentlemen get together for a roundtable, we get it done. Yeah, we know how to. We've been doing this for for years. <laughs> yeah, actually, we fucking have. <clears throat> like literally, uh, six. Now this is the sixth year. It's a six yeah. year. Well, <laughs> when did you? Uh, what what year did you give up on the intern archive update and uh, and start being lazy and stop? Stop performing your duties as an intern. Was that like three, two, um, two three years in? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I could well, find out. Okay. Trailer four tonight, The Totter, stars Daniel's favorite actress. It's called The Old Guard. The Old Guard. Here we go. You've got questions, kid. I get it. I need you to get back in the car, please. This isn't real. You haven't figured this out yet. You can't die. Get up. Can you please not do that again? I have the new one. And? She stabbed me, so I think she has potential. So how old are you? We met in the Crusades. The Crusades? We killed each other many times. We fought thousands of battles side by side. So we really never die. Nothing that lives, lives forever. One day your wounds just don't heal up anymore. We don't know when. It is a lot to understand. <clears throat> just because we keep living doesn't mean we stop hurting. <laughs> You've seen my research. Now you know they're for real. I need all of them, cop. Oh. These individuals are extremely resistant to capture. We stop Merrick here and now, or he never stops coming after us. Everyone's still with me? Yeah. Jill? I'm very pissed off. Then let's go to work. I can't do this. I got people that love me. Everyone around you is going to grow old. It's going to die. You will lose everyone you've ever loved. You're one of us now. We walk out of here like always, together. You okay? <sighs> yeah, I'm fine. It just hurts. Actually, everything hurts. Baby, <laughs> 
And Nathan, I think we're back to you. Worried or excited? Only on Netflix. The Old Guard. Can I just say something, guys? Hmm. Can I say something? Yeah. I mean, this is a movie about immortal mercenaries who are suddenly exposed and must fight to keep their identity a secret. It's based on a graphic novel. Can I just say that if Nicolas Cage was in this, we would all be excited. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? Or am I right? Uh, You're not wrong. Or am I right? This cat coming over here. Sorry. Um, I'd also like to say that the old guard could probably kick the six underground team's ass pretty soundly. In terms of like Netflix... Netflix movie battles. I mean, they're immortals. Beat that, right? That's the problem with this movie. How how do you create interest with immortals that can't die? Don't they have to have a weakness to be exposed in order for this movie to have even a chance of being interesting? Is well, it, it is randomly one day they stop healing. I know. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I hope also, that the twist... Well. Sorry? Sorry, how how quickly do they regenerate? That's always my question. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like on a scale of one to Wolverine. What are we talking about here? Right. Also, is this just really a sequel to Hancock? <laughs> I, I totally forgot about Hancock. Yeah, she's been in a lot of bullshit movies. She's, she's playing the same characters in that. Yeah, and she got her hair cut short just for Daniel. She likes that. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't she? Was she, she was in Aeon Flux, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's where she, uh, the producers fucked up, didn't prep the action scenes properly, and she damaged her spine. She had to get, <laughs> she was like in pain for 10 years and had to get a fusion surgery that saved her and made her feel better. So she signed up for more action movies after she got her fusion surgery. You know, there's uh, some rumors because similar directors involved and because she's worked with Keanu Reeves twice. There's rumors of a, Atomic Blonde and John Wick crossover. Oh, I'd enjoy that. I would not. Or would it help you understand Charlize Theron? You know what I you know what I think is fascinating about Immortals because everybody on the on the comment feeds and everything they're all like, "Oh man, I miss Highlander." Anytime somebody brings up a movie about Immortals, it's immediately like, "Where's the Highlander reboot?" Oh God, because <laughs> Highlander was cool because it had weakness. You could, immortals could cut each other's heads off. The minute I watched this trailer, I was like, yeah, okay. But if you cut her head off because of my previous understanding of immortals (laughs) from Highlander, if you cut their head off, so what? If you cut their head off, you just, their head just sits there. Or does the body and the head like attract to each other? Like, come on. If you cut their head off, it's over, right? I don't know. Did they grow like a tiny baby body out of their, out of their adult (laughs) neck? Oh, or put them like in a meat cool. grinder or something. I don't know. I'm worried. I want, I'm very worried about this movie, but I want to not talk about this movie. I just want to say I'm worried and I want to say that I want an R rated movie about an immortal who's just tired of being immortal. I think that that would be a cool movie. It, it was so, mostly. Deadpool. Not Deadpool. No, the other one. He, he, he doesn't die or he won't die or whatever. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, what's his name? Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins, Henry Rollins yeah. yeah. 
But I mean like old school. an awesome movie. I mean like an old guy. Like a, like Belgarath the sorcerer, you know? Like like looks like an old wizard? Like I think just, he plays the angel. Like I think he plays Kane or something in that movie. Like the movie opens up and Buddy is just, you know, a hobo. He's just loaded. He's an alcoholic. He falls asleep in gutters. He's just so tired of being alive, but he can't kill himself. <laughs> so it's like Hancock. Ah, would you quit talking about Hancock? <laughs> Here, you guys, you guys, quick issue your worries, and we'll carry on. Yeah. Oh no, I need to keep talking about this. So, I've come to realize recently that there are two films that are total trash <laughs> that I really enjoy, and uh, one is Wanted. Hmm. Uh, I feel like Hancock probably would be one of those. I should watch it again to find out. Hancock or Wanted and Salt. And I feel like this is the opportunity to be one of those movies. And Lucy also. Lucy too. They're all horrible, but you can can watch them. Just watch them. And they're enjoyable. This could be just like that. there's, There's no risk to the characters here. There has to be a twist they're not revealing. Otherwise, it's going to be garbage. It's an hour and 58 minutes. Yeah, and there's going to be three more probably. You did pinpoint it though, intern. Yes, this does. This goes right into that category with Eon Flux, Salt. Uh, what, was the other, what was the other one that you mentioned? Wanted. Wanted. Yep, this yeah. is, it's right in that vein. And uh, yeah, worried. Shooting guns and curving the bullets with some wrist action. That yeah. movie was oh, garbage. I'm excited for the Actually, old card. You're higher than the other ones we listed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck this. All right, let's get to it, gentlemen. The five hole. The five hole. Uh, Bill and Ted are going to face the music. <sighs> Ted, face the music. Here we go. 25 years ago, you played a concert in front of the entire world. One month ago, you played in Barstow, California for 40 people, most of whom were there for $2 taco night. Bill and Ted, what have you got to say for yourselves? Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. You were supposed to unite the world and save reality as we know it. Bill, we've spent our whole life trying to write the song that will unite the world. Why can't we just go to the future when we have written it? Whoa! And take it from ourselves! But isn't that stealing? How is that stealing? We're stealing it from ourselves, dude. No way! How'd you like our song? It's a little on the dark side, but you know, that's cool. Intern. Worried or excited? I'm going to start this with a shameful admission. I have not seen 
either Bill and Ted movie. Party on, dudes! Which means, I don't know. I don't know if I'm excited. I don't know if I'm worried. (laughs) I am looking forward to watching the first two before this one comes out. I guess I'm kind of excited. I don't know. What I do know is that uh, last year, Criterion released the seventh seal with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as a double feature (laughs) that they were showing in theaters because they both deal with death. And I think that's pretty funny. So I should probably enjoy it. Mm. The first one, that is. I just still have no idea. I don't even know what they're about. Well, uh, the first one, they go through time and collect a bunch of historical figures for their high school report. And then the second one, they go to hell and befriend death. Ah, nice. Well, I don't know. I think I should, uh, I think I should wedge my way in, create some conversation, be a bit of a contrarian before Daniel blows his load all over the podcast because mm-hmm. he's, uh, Got this uh, Bill and Ted hard on. Listen, people's voices change throughout their lives. Some of them change during puberty. Some of them, like Keanu Reeves, change when they're like 35. And that's what's happened to Keanu Reeves. His voice has changed almost on a Pacino level transformation. If you go back and watch Parenthood and Bill and Ted, His voice is so much different. Even Point Break, his voice was different. And now, like, all I hear, when he opens up his mouth, I don't hear Ted anymore. I hear Neo and John Wick. I don't hear Ted anymore. So it's going to be very distracting. The voice is going to be very distracting. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get past it. But I was reading some things that are interesting. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is like linear time travel. They go back, they go forward. They go back, they go forward. Uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey is like heaven and hell. And this one is potentially going to be interdimensional travel. And when I hear interdimensional travel, I perk up. I don't know about you guys, but uh, all I all I see is uh, sliders at that point. I get, I get, <laughs> I get very jacked. I get very jacked. (laughs) So from that perspective, if it is about interdimensional travel, then I'm down and I'll suffer through the voice and I'll go back and I'll watch the other ones. I think there was a possible, like, could, could there be a better title? Is face the music, the right title? Like should they have kept in theme? Like it should have been Bill and Ted's uh, radical escapade. Well, there's one comment here on Reddit that said uh, it should have been called Bill and Ted's Bodacious Expedition. But that's not, but, what it, that's not what it should have been called, obviously. But they're making a point that it should be like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Radical Escapade. The, uh, the, the comics have one. The comics of Bill and Ted have a title called Their Most Triumphant Return. Bill and Ted's Most Triumphant Return. That's not bad. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, totally tubular uh, trek. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away from worried and excited for the first time in Trailer Park Podcast history. I'm gonna betray the code. I'm not worried. I'm not excited. I'm concerned. 
That's <laughs> your, uh, one. That's one, worried. two, four. It's untouchable. <laughs> no, you're, Nathan, you're, that's worried. You're worried. You're worried. You're worried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, convince me, Daniel. Get me over this voice that I'm having trouble with. I am excited. Uh, the voice you really glommed onto that <laughs> as yeah. a as a focal point. It didn't doesn't bother me as much. It does sound a little bit different, but I think if you go back and when you go back and watch the original two, uh, he is doing kind of a stupefied whisper most of the time. So it's not that dramatically different, at least not to me. But Whoa. I could be wrong. Um, <clears throat> this is like a movie I didn't really ask for, but I was like always curious if they would actually get around to it and they managed to do it. So I feel compelled, even if I weren't excited to go and watch it, but I am most definitely excited. Totally. Especially that they brought everybody back. Everybody came back for this except the one that couldn't, which is George Carlin, who played Rufus because he's dead. But everybody else is there. The dude that plays the Reaper, uh, a lot of the people on the council from the future, of course, Bill and Ted, both them. Um, you know, where the hell has he been? What's he been doing this whole time? Bill Preston Esquire. Yeah. Uh, Alex Alex Winter must be very jacked about this happening. Oh, he's so excited. Yeah. Um, and it does, it does, it is funny because it looks like him, even though he, Keanu Reeves is in the in Hollywood and always being doctored up to look good and be in good shape. He actually looks the more aged and worn down of the two. Like I know. Bill still looks almost identical. He's just a little bit chubbier. Yeah, I know. He's like a lumbering monster. That's a great comment. I was yeah, because normally you're like, wow, Keanu Reeves still looks so good, but he has aged into like adult Keanu, and Alex Winter looks more like. I guess he just didn't get to go on the same journey with Alex Winter. There is some age to his face. Yeah, he's definitely aged a little bit. He just looks in better, like less worn, I guess, but haggard. It's good. Uh, it's it, it's it's a tribute to how well he took care of himself. Thirty one, thirty one years after Excellent Adventure. God, it's so long. I know. And I hope. Like, I I rewatched. Um, I got to go back and watch Bogus Journey again. I rewatched. Uh, excellent adventure probably like a year and a half ago so pretty recently and i still loved it like of course there's some nostalgia that's clinging on to it and i'm curious to what it like intern's experience would be not having grown up with it at all and not really being into it and having seen it now for the first time like Some, sometimes <laughs> it's, it's tough it's tough sometimes some of yeah. the some of the cheesiness is really hard to swallow if you haven't if you don't have that childhood nostalgia backing it up but it's still like it's it it still holds up to me like it's still charming. Amanda hadn't seen it before, I don't think, and she managed. She popped in a few times and the and laughed and, and enjoyed what she did watch. It's, it's I don't know. There's just something to it. It's it's a just a light movie. It's got a bunch of internal sort of sketches. A lot of them don't hit, but some of them do. And it's just even when they don't, they're just fun. Uh, Bogus Journey is so more bizarre, and they take that shit to the extreme in that one. So that, it's, that one's fun for its own reasons. So I'm hoping that they have that element in this one. It looks like it with them interacting with themselves in prison and being in big, ridiculous, muscular costumes. Like that's the kind of stupid shit that's so much fun to me, anyway, in these movies. So I, it looks like it's going to carry that vibe. So I'm, I'm excited. Maybe Keanu Reeves was happier back then too. I'm looking at the poster of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and he just seems happier. Seems like yeah. his 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 uh, mood has been darkened over the last thirty years. Anything else to add there, intern, or are you uh, just going to go and watch these so that you have some input next time? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I needed more than uh, a day's notice. Wow. You know? Wow. Well, 
Let's buzz at this. <laughs> Gentlemen, I thank you for joining me for Trailer Park 124. Uh, 12 4. Yeah. Next time, I believe we're going to be preaching uh, some epic time travel. Speaking of Bill and Ted. Yeah. Nathan's going to just. We're going to be preaching Bill she... and Ted. No. Bogus journey. No, no. I'm going to be preaching Back to the Future and I'm going to be jizzing all <laughs> over the place. Adventure. So you guys better come to this podcast and hang out with me and just say yes and nod your head and appreciate everything because otherwise I'm. I have a serious concern that I will bring up. Oh, really? One single concern. One single concern. And okay. I will appreciate the rest with you. Or an episode, the next episode, 12 5. No, are you, are you talking about one, two, six, seven, eight, nine? Well, as Jake always says, critique is so limiting and emotionally draining that sometimes you just need to take a break. You need to take a break from all this. You just need to relax. So, gentlemen, there are, there are some great quotes you could pull from that movie. <laughs> gentlemen, unless you have anything else to add, I bid you adieu so that Daniel can go back to being a father, intern can go back to. Whatever it is you do. You're being useless. Yeah. 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 Strangling that member in strange ways and strange places. And I will uh, proceed to the editing room and produce a wonderful episode of entertainment for the cool billion. You're welcome. Make sure you edit that one spot out. No, I refuse. Okay.